Good morning. You are listening to Real Estate 411 with Malia Spate. Today is Monday, March 26, 2018. And today we're going to have a conversation about the different types of mortgage loans available to you as a buyer in 2018. I can tell you that first and foremost, one of the questions I get from every buyer is how much is my payment going to be if I purchase a home that costs X amount of dollars? So let me just go ahead and give you the answer for every last one of you. And the answer is, I have no idea. That's going to depend on the type of loan you have, the type of credit you have, the fees assessed by your lender, and the amount of your down payment. So I can, first and foremost, send you a list of local lenders that are highly competent and that can really break that down for you and give you the true answer that's unique to you and your situation. And secondly, I can explain to you the different types of loan products that are currently available to you as a buyer. So that's what we're going to do here today. And I think it's an especially good time because we are in the onset of spring, which is arguably the hottest buying season of the year. So with the different types of loan products available to you, it's it's very important to understand them and have that conversation with a loan officer before you begin the process of searching for your home. So the first option that you're gonna have as a borrower is whether or not you want a fixed rate or an adjustable rate mortgage loan. Now for the duration of this podcast, you'll hear me refer to the adjustable rate mortgage loan as an arm loan just because it's easier to say. Now I can tell you that all loans are gonna fit into one of these two categories or a combination hybrid category. And the primary difference is that a fixed rate mortgage loan has the same interest rate for the entire payment term. Because of this, the size of your monthly payment will stay the same month after month and year after year. It literally never changes. This is true even for some long-term financing options, such as the 30-year fixed rate loan, which is the loan that I see most often. So that means if your mortgage loan is assessed at $1,200 monthly, your first payment will be $1,200, your 37th payment will be $1,200, and your very last payment will be $1,200, which as you can imagine makes it very convenient for long-term budgeting. The second option is the adjustable rate mortgage loan or the ARM loan, which has an interest rate that will change or adjust from time to time. Now typically the rate on an ARM loan will change every year after the initial period of remaining fixed. Subsequently, it's referred to as a hybrid product. So a hybrid arm loan is one that starts off with a fixed or unchanging interest rate before switching over to an adjustable rate. For instance, the 5-1 arm loan carries a fixed interest rate for, as you can probably guess, the first five years, after which it begins to adjust every one year. That's what the 5 and the 1 signify in the name. The second option that you are going to have to choose from is whether you want a government insured or a conventional loan. A conventional home loan is one that is not insured or guaranteed by the federal government in any type of way. This distinguishes it from the three government-backed mortgage types, which are FHA, VA, and USDA. Now, the Federal Housing Administration, or the FHA Mortgage Insurance Program, is managed by the Department of Housing and Urban Development, which is a department of the federal government. Now, FHA loans are available to all types of buyers in, because people often think they're just first-time home buyers, 
but the government insures the lender against losses that might result from borrower default. Now, the benefit to this program is that it allows you to make a down payment as low as 3.5% of the purchase price, which makes it incredibly attractive to buyers who maybe don't have a lot of money to put down or very simply do not want to put that much money down. VA loans come from the U.S. Department of Veteran Affairs, and they offer a loan program to military service members and their families. Now, similar to the FHA program, these types of mortgages are guaranteed by the federal government. This means that the VA will reimburse the lender for any losses that may result from borrower default. Now, the primary advantage of this particular program or this loan product is that the borrower can receive 100% financing, 100% toward the purchase of the home. That means no down payment whatsoever. And you, there's no denying that that's definitely an attractive incentive. Now, the last one is the USDA or RHS loans. Now, the United States Department of Agriculture offers a loan pro program for rural borrowers who meet certain income requirements. This program is managed by the Rural Housing Service, which is part of the Department of Agriculture. Now, this type of mortgage loan is offered to rural residents who have steady, low, or modest income and are unable to obtain adequate housing through conventional financing. Now, the final option that you're going to have to consider when looking at different mortgage products is the jumbo versus the conforming loan. Now, as you can probably guess, this is based on the size of the loan. A conforming loan is one that meets the underwriting guidelines of Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac, particularly where size is concerned. Fannie and Freddie are the two government-controlled corporations that purchase and sell mortgage-backed securities. Now, simply put, they buy loans from lenders who generate them, and then they sell them to investors on Wall Street. A conforming loan falls within their maximum size limits and otherwise conforms to their pre-established criteria. Now, a jumbo loan, on the other hand, as you can most likely imagine, exceeds those the criteria that's been set by Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. Now, this type of mortgage is a higher risk for the lender, mainly due to the size of it. So as a result, the borrower for a jumbo loan typically has to have excellent credit and much larger down payments. A great example, last year there was a headline that went crazy with Jay-Z and Beyonce and their $52 million mortgage. Now, as you can imagine, that was a jumbo loan. So once again, there are many different options to consider when you are looking for your particular mortgage product. But first and foremost, let me always encourage you to reach out to a local lender or a lender with which you already have an established relationship to decide what options are really going to be best for you and your family. And thank you all so much for joining me, Malia Spate and Real Estate 411. Until next week, you all take care. Hey everybody, welcome back to Real Estate 411 with Malia Spate on Anchor.fm. As you all know, I am a licensed realtor in the state of Georgia, so my livelihood depends on both the willingness and the ability of families to continue to purchase homes. Oftentimes, people wonder when is the right time to buy a house, and the answer to that question is going to vary depending on 
your answer to five very important questions that I'm going to ask you here today. And if you can't answer yes to each of these questions, maybe your when is it right now? And that's perfectly okay. So the first thing that I always want to know is your financial house in order. How much debt do you have? Because remember, buying a home is incurring more debt. So do you have a a high balance of credit card debt? Do you have multiple auto loans, student loans, or even personal loans? Now, that is rhetorical because you don't necessarily have to answer those questions for me. Those answers are going to be paramount when having your discussion with your loan officer about number one, how much home you can afford, and number two, the types of loan products that are going to be available to you. Now, debt is often a symptom of a greater problem, which can be not enough money or poor financial management skills. Both of those obstacles can really prevent you from owning a home or owning a home with a positive outcome. Sometimes just because you can buy a home doesn't necessarily mean that you should buy a home. The second question I'm going to ask you is, have you saved enough money for your down payment? Many loan products do require some form of a down payment, even if it's just 3%. And if for some reason you do qualify for a 100% financing product, such as the USDA loan or the VA loan, you can still be in a situation where you'll have prepaid items in addition to items such as your earnest money deposit, your inspection fee, or even your appraisal fee. So I'm going to want to know if you have put any money to the side, and that kind of goes back to is your financial house in order because running congruent with paying your bills and paying them on time should be the ability to put a minute amount in savings each month. The third question I'm going to ask you is, can you really afford the payment? Oftentimes you hear people say you can buy for the same amount that you can rent for. And at face value, that may be true. But as an owner, there are other things that you do have to consider that you get to kind of gloss over as a renter. And those items can include your property taxes, your insurance, the HOA fees, city assessments, additional utilities like the water sewer or garbage, or even, you know, some rental contracts do allow or provide for some utilities to be included. So keep in mind that on face value, it's very probable that you can rent and own for the same amount, but owning comes with additional costs that you definitely definitely need to be aware of prior to signing on the dotted line. The fourth question I'm gonna ask you is, are you ready to settle down? Because as a renter, you know, you sign these contracts in six months, one year or even two year increments. But as an owner of a home, you realistically won't see any form of positive equity in your home for probably about five years, depending on where you live, the the abundance of new construction and how much you actually paid for your house. So when you purchase a home, you need to be in the mindset that you're going to be there for a while or risk losing a substantial amount of money. Now, I'm not sure what your finances look like, but I'm not necessarily keen to just giving money away. And the last question that I want you to answer for yourself is a simple one. Can you fix a leak? When you become a homeowner, you have to have the ability to fix your own problems. Now, whether that's your ability to physically 
and manually fix them for yourself. Or if you're more like me, you have to be able to have the resources to pay others to fix them. So think about it. Are you really ready to buy? Did you answer yes to each question? So are your debts and your credit score in order? I hope yes. Have you saved a down payment and money for furnishings, moving and upgrades? Once again, I hope that's a yes. Can you comfortably afford your new monthly payment? Yes. Are you ready to settle down? And can you fix a leak? So if so, if you can answer yes to all five of those questions, I fully encourage you to buy a home if that's what you desire to do. Now, if you weren't able to answer yes to all those questions, that is perfectly okay. Owning a home is much like having a children. It may be a blessing and a great experience, but it does not mean you have to rush into it. Buying a home is a big decision. And truly, only you know if you are ready, what you can afford, and what's going to be best for you as you move forward. So once again, I want to thank you all for checking in with Malia Spade on Real Estate 411. And you can always reach me with additional questions at Malia underscore Spate at Yahoo.com. Or you can find me on social media as Malia Spate. Thank you so much. And you guys have a great week.